You're listening to the Gordon Damer Show podcast on 98.7 ESPN. Are you there? Are we here? We're all still here. It's one day. Forget the Yankees' days without an injury calendar. Let's go with the days that we're all still here after the whole world has basically changed over the last, what, 48 hours or so. Hey, off and running on this Friday, March 13th. Friday the 13th. I just realized that now. Boy, that's fitting, huh? But we carry on. This is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM ESPN New York. Well, what to talk about today, huh? What to talk about over this next hour as we take you up until Golik and Wingo. Well, after today, who the hell knows? But today, I think we have it pretty much covered. And it is the conversation about the day sports got called off, got canceled. The day that sports basically self-quarantined itself, if you will. The day that sports finally came to its senses and uh, did the right thing whether being forced to, whether doing it on their own. However they came to that decision, they came to the right decision. And when we were doing the show yesterday, it felt pretty clear, right? After the NBA announced on Wednesday night that they were postponing the season, suspending the season for the time being, it was pretty clear everybody was going to have to follow suit, right? Not even from a legal sense, but I would think that that would be part of it, right? If you're putting players, in the case of the NCAA, student-athletes, into situations where they could conceivably get this virus, I think at least legal, you have to worry about that in some sense. But yet at noon... At MSG, there was the Big East tournament going on. And you're thinking to yourself, how long is it going to take for people to kind of, the powers to be? Not people, because most people, I think, did catch on. I think people have been catching on, slowly but surely. I know I have. When the NBA, up until the point that the NBA postponed the season, up until the point where Donovan Mitchell, that you knew he had it. I was among the group that was like, okay, well, you know, let's let's see how this plays out. Let's not panic. Let's not. But when that moment happens, your perspective, the situation has clearly changed. Now, it seemed pretty clear with all the predictions about how the virus was going to spread and that at some point, somebody within sports, somebody famous was eventually going to get it. I never thought that it would happen that fast. I never thought it would happen at a stage where there was basically like 1,200, 1,300 cases in the entire nation that it would make its way into the sports world. But it did. And when it did, I always like to say I base my opinions largely on the facts, (laughs) largely on the evidence. And when the evidence changes, sometimes my opinion changes too. So when you were seeing that the Big East tournament was going on at the Garden yesterday, even without fans, given the state of the world at that moment, it seemed like people 
still did not get it. Now, they eventually came to their senses and called off the game at halftime, and everybody went on their way. And when Duke and Kansas announced that they would not be attending the NCAA tournament, well, you knew there goes the NCAA tournament. There goes March Madness. You can't have a situation. As bad as the NCAA looks at times, I don't think that they could have had possibly a worse situation than carrying on with the NCAA tournament, even taking all the precautions they possibly could, if there were actual schools saying, you know what, we're not going. And not just regular, like the Blue Bloods of of Duke and Kansas saying, you know what, we're not going. So really, it was the only decision that they had. And this is not to credit the NBA, because again, as I said yesterday, it wasn't that the NBA was all that forward thinking. They had no choice left to make. They had a player diagnosed with a disease that is part of a global pandemic. I'm not an expert on infectious diseases, but it would seem like that's a pretty good time to say, you know what? We need to reevaluate things, which they did properly. So, again, this is not to say that everybody had to come to the decision in a – I'm not criticizing anybody for not coming to the decision in the time frame that I came to the decision. But you still have to come to that decision. And Jay Billis on SportsCenter said, yeah, the NCAA – this was the only decision to make. I'm not sure there was any other reasonable choice. I mean, we've discussed this throughout the day, including uh, this morning at 9 o'clock on the ACC network, that this is a, a pandemic, and this is about slowing the spread uh, of this and about flattening the curve of this. And the NCAA has to be, has no other choice but to be a responsible global citizen here. All right, so there's Jay Billis, and I guess part of the conversation, and we can have it at 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, I guess for some people is, well, maybe you could have just postponed it. Why'd you have to cancel it right now? Here's Billis. I think in the abstract, postponement sounds better, and maybe we could reevaluate and perhaps work something out. But the NCAA tournament is such a large undertaking with 14 different venues all over the country and a lot of different partners. You've got people traveling from all over the country to go to these games and, and you've got, uh, you know, media partners that would have to clear programming for it. So it, it would be a logistical challenge, the likes that we have never seen before in order simply to postpone it. So I think it was probably inevitable that cancellation was the ultimate result and to uh, to borrow a phrase from from former Florida AD uh, Jeremy Foley, what you will do eventually, you should do immediately. Yeah, I like that quote. What you should do eventually, you should do immediately. Um, look, he's he's obviously right. It's a different event than any other event. You know, the Super Bowl is a bigger event, but it's one city, it's one locale. This is people traveling throughout the country, teams and schools traveling throughout the country, one week here, one week there. And it just doesn't make any sense. So, yeah, I mean, this was the only decision to make. And it would be fantastic if they could have just postponed it for a while. But I do think it's completely unrealistic. All the teams, all the travel, all the arenas, and all the uncertainty. You know, it seems like most people are expecting a month, right? At least a few weeks, maybe a month. How do we have any idea? How do we have any idea what the world will look like in a month. And this is not to spread panic, but 
if I would have told you a month a month ago, forget a month ago, if I would have told you on Monday the NCAA tournament's getting canceled, you'd have thought I was nuts. And look, I am kind of nuts, but not for that reason. So the NCAA makes their decision, really the only decision they could make. Major League Soccer suspended their season. The NHL suspended their season, which was not a foregone conclusion at this time yesterday. It seemed like at this time yesterday there were reports that they were going to carry on, but there's no other call to make at this point. Even if it is to a certain degree, and I don't think most people feel this way now. I think that most people have had their kind of come-to-Jesus moment. But even if you feel like it is getting overblown, why would you risk it? Why would you take that chance? What if you're wrong? If you're wrong, it's a whole lot worse than the, the benefits of being right. So soon after you had the NCAA, Major League Soccer, the NHL, baseball, always bringing up the rear, guys, always always slow to the switch. Yes, of course, they decided that they are at least postponing the season for a couple of weeks. And, you know, this is the way it has to be. And maybe it's just the small circle of people that I'm surrounded by. But again, it feels like there's no other call to make. And for baseball, it seems like that's the least punishing of them. Because there still seems like for sure there's going to be a good bulk of the season, even with all the uncertainty that we have right now. I don't know what that's going to be. Is it going to be 130 games? Is it going to be 100 games? Who knows? How could anybody know at this point? But to start with the NCAA tournament, that one feels like the most punishing, right? Because for all the people involved, the teams, the players, and for players who this was their shot, right? They've waited this long for this opportunity, be it Seton Hall with Miles Powell, be it uh, the kids at Rutgers or Hofstra. And, you know, all the stories that you find out about during the NCAA tournament, right? Like, for me, I'm not a diehard college basketball fan during the regular season. The regular season is largely meaningless. But I love the tournament, and I love finding out about these upset stories of this kid here or that kid there or this coach. And it it gets you through March with some excitement. And it's awful for all those kids that they're now not going to get that shot. And I know it's been floated. Maybe they give them an extra year of eligibility. The rules don't allow that right now. Rules can be rewritten, although I don't have a whole lot of confidence in the NCAA. But again, that feels much like the idea of giving players an extra year of eligibility feels kind of like it would be nice, but it's not very realistic. So we'll find out if that does turn out to be the case down the road. But more so than the NBA or the NHL or Major League Baseball, because those will eventually, you would think, come back. At least that's the way it feels right now on March 13th. The NCAA tournament is not coming back this year, and you feel for all those kids who have worked their entire lives to get to this point, but it feels like the only decision they could really make. And another thing about the postpone, the idea of postponing it, postpone it to when? Now, I get postponing it at least leaves the decision open for later, but you have no idea. Maybe it's a month. 
We're hoping it's a month, but it could obviously be very more. And keep in mind, the country itself is maybe not an overall shutdown, but it's certainly going to go into a slowdown. Like travel is going to be restricted. People aren't going to want to travel. People aren't going to want to go places. And when it's not like you're ever going to get, I don't think, hey, guys, all clear. You can all come out. It's going to have to slowly ramp up, right? It's going to be a process of getting things back up and running. So I would think that if you have this process where it's slowly going to get back up to speed, it's not like you can say, well, we're postponing it for a month when all the factors involved. You take those into account of cities and 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 and, and venues and teams and travel, all that. I mean, it's it's just it's not realistic. So you still have the NFL draft, which is on for now, forty-one days away. We were doing the rundown there. I think I jinxed it by saying, "Oh, there's only this many days until opening day. There's only this many days to Selection Sunday." Yeah, can't, everything's canceled. Hey, what's been called off? Uh, basically everything. But the NFL draft is still 41 days away. We'll have to see if it takes place. I would think they could probably still have it take place, although 41 days. Who knows what the world's going to look like in 41 days. But it just is not going to be. I would think even in 41 days, if it is able to take place, what what people? Well, I mean, they are football fans, so maybe they don't, they're not focused on it as much. But they generally have like that large group of fans at the event. It doesn't feel like. People are going to be ready for that 41 days from now, but who knows? You have the Masters, which at least for right now is still on 26 days away. Does that get postponed? Too early to say. But it's a depressing time. It's a depressing day yesterday, and it's just the beginning. And that might be the most depressing part of it all, right? Like, this is really just starting. And think about all the stuff that has already taken place, not just as a sports fan, but just as a, as a, as a person, as a citizen of the world. And each and every day there are going to be developments. But, you know, as I said, I don't like to go doom and gloom. So maybe I should wrap up this with a little bit of optimism. How can you possibly be optimistic in a time like this? Well, it was announced yesterday Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz's star player, also diagnosed with coronavirus. Not obviously a very optimistic piece of news there, but at least so far... I took it as maybe a silver lining that out of all the people that have come in contact, what you would think that all the people that came in contact with Rudy Gobert, Donovan Mitchell is the only person at least so far to have been diagnosed with this this virus. And you'd have to think, right, the entire team has been tested. Now, that could change. More players could be, you know, maybe they don't test positive yet. But I took that as a positive sign that, okay, out of all the players, and you'd think that all the players had probably equal contact with Rudy Gobert or at least enough contact to have caught the virus. I took that as a positive. There was the story that was in the Post yesterday. I guess it was picked up other places, but the woman in Seattle who has already gone through coronavirus, and she kind of details her experience with it and how 80% of cases turn out to be mild. I don't feel like that is... The focus right now because everybody is in such a panic. And I guess the most positive part of it all is think about how quickly I know that there'll be focus on not acting quick enough, right? The NCAA didn't act quick enough. Major League Baseball didn't act quick enough. 
But think about how quickly people and, and leagues and teams and all this thing, all government, how quickly they are acting and altering their behavior. And if you want to cut down on transmissions from all the experts, canceling all these leagues or postponing all these leagues, travel bans in place, no large gatherings, Broadway closed, concerts postponed, New York state of emergency, school closed. This will help. It almost has to certainly, I think Jay Billis was the one, you know, level out the curve some. Now, it's not going to cut it out altogether, but it will cut down on the spread of the disease. And the more we can cut down on the spread, the quicker we can kind of get back to a normal life and the quicker we can back to, you know, maybe sports as being part of our regular life. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. All right, so the poll question. And if you were an early voter on the poll question, Dopey Gordon had a, a typo there. So, uh, yeah, you can go back and vote again. It's like voting in Chicago for the you know, local election. Vote early, vote often. And our poll question, which is up for today, thought of a bunch of different ways of going, what you're going to miss the most opening day, NCAA tournament. I think the tournament clearly would have won that in a blowout. So we're looking positive, right? I try to give you some positive news, some silver lining news. So basically all sports have been postponed or canceled for the foreseeable future because of the coronavirus. Which of the four following, we could only go with four, and we tried to keep it family friendly, so, uh, you know, the offer from Pornhub, which is up on the front page of uh, New York Post, we did not include that one. We did not include drinking. <laughs> we did not include eating, because I'll tell you right now, my waistline is going to be a, vev- a big uh, casualty of this whole entire thing. No, the four we went with, what are you looking forward to the most to fill the time? The four options we gave you, A, binge-watching TV shows and movies. B, watching old games, right? No NCAA tournament. Maybe somebody somewhere, the NBA maybe comes back with some classic games in the month. It's a time for creativity, people. C, spending more time with family. You're not really going to have much of a choice. They're going to be there. These schools are getting canceled. I don't know why. Why are they canceling the schools already? And then D, video games. Just sink yourself into Red Dead Redemption 2, whatever it is for you. That's mine. But So those are your four options. You can vote on the poll question. It's up on Twitter. It's at Gordon Damer. It's there for you. It's not self-quarantine. And maybe the biggest development of the entire month here or more is that I will eventually correctly figure out how to spell quarantine. It's not happened so far. I can tell you that. I actually had a Larry David moment yesterday. Because coronavirus is is wiping out everything. And I saw some reports, and I I don't know if they're true or not, but Monday I was set, I am set, at least as far as I know right now, to have to serve jury duty. Now, jury duty is not something you generally look forward to anyway. We can all talk about our our civic duty and all that. Let's be honest. I mean, we have real talk on this show, right? Yes, we do. We're not going to pretend to you that, oh, I, I, my civic duty. Nobody's looking forward to that. And anybody who ever said there are no dumb questions apparently has never served jury duty. You sit in that room and they say, are there any questions? And people's hands are raised and you just know it's just going to be the dumbest thing in the world. But I am set to serve jury duty on Monday. But now with this coronavirus outbreak and everything in the world being canceled or postponed, I had like that Larry David. I feel like that's if they do come back for a season 11, 
That could be a possible storyline. Larry's set to serve jury duty, but he's actually hoping that the coronavirus wipes out the jury duty at least. And I have to think there's a, a better chance of better chance of me seeing God than being at jury duty on Monday. They got, I mean, they got to cancel that, right? I mean, that can't possibly. No large hold. gatherings. No Come large on. gatherings. There shouldn't really be any small gatherings, especially with strangers. I. It's one thing if you're meeting with people you know and you know they're they're healthy. Who knows who's walking into that place? So, the poll question. It's up on Twitter. Zach Gordon Damer. We'll hear from Adam Silver coming up here from Jeff Passan coming up. But our poll question for today is. All right, everything's canceled, right? You have no sports to watch, or at least no new sports to watch, no current sports to watch. So what are you going to fill the time with? Binge watch, you know, Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Amazon. B, watch old games. People have raised the uh, the idea of, of maybe NBA TV, NFL Network, bringing back games from the past, classic games. Yes, SNY. Bringing back Mets and Yankees classic games. You're going to spend more time with your family willingly. You're going to do that without whether you want to or not. They're going to be there, right? You're all going to be in the same. Everybody can't go to different rooms all the time. So you're going to spend, but I'm talking about willingly, like making a focus to have some family time every single day, play a board game, I don't know, watch TV together. Who knows? Mass Singer. We've been watching the Mass Singer. That's a, that's the big family time activity. At the do you time. like it? You know, I gotta say, I do, I do kind of like it. I like trying to guess. Because I remember you were criticizing right. way before. It seemed like the stupidest idea in the world, but you know what? Sometimes stupid works. Sometimes dumb is good, and it's a very basic concept. But it's a it's it's really good. I, I'm surprised it's as good as. And when it first came out, I thought it was going to be all the same people all the time. But there have been. There have been surprises. Now, I'm behind on it for okay. this season, so don't tell me anything. That no, happened. I won't tell you. I don't watch it as much. I just see clips on Twitter or Yeah, no, YouTube. it's actually, you know, it's a good family show. It's There's not that many things you can watch as a family. And because we started it late, we've been able to binge watch it and get up to speed. And every single night we can watch another episode. So that's been that's been the, the Damer family household routine here. Uh, so you could spend time with family and maybe watch The Masked Singer or, or something else. Disney Plus has a thousand options. and uh, Or is it video games? And People have already raised their, their MLB The Show, I believe, comes out today. I think so, coming yeah. Coming out soon. So that's a possibility for you. I would say if I had to, well, look, spend time with family is not really voluntary. Uh, that seems like my wife's a school teacher. It's only a matter of time before she's home all the time. It's only going to be a matter of time before the kids are going to be home for a period of time. And why they're not doing it earlier rather than later, again, doesn't really make a whole lot of sense. But let's not criticize. Let's not criticize. I guess I'd have to probably say that binge watch movies or TV is probably going to be the way to go. Right? You have to fill that void. And I think that that's probably the way I would probably fill the void. Do you have a vote on the poll question, Brian? Would it would it be video games for you, family time? Well, it does, it's definitely going to be family time, of course. Right. We usually have. Really, I'm talking about voluntarily, like you make a, a point to for say, myself. Yeah, yeah you this and your is what wife, I'm going to do. Let's just sit together and and watch. I love watching movies, yeah. so that's going to be definitely number one on my list, and number two probably will be video games. And sometimes the best laid plans uh, of mice and men, they go sideways. And we had planned, and still do, to do our bracket contribution. Yeah, I was just going to ask you about that. Are we going to cancel it? No, <laughs> my God. Suspend it? We need it more than ever. 
We're going to go heavy. I mean, every day now. We just have cleared out. And look, we only do an hour. So, it's, it's you know, other sports shows, you know, you're doing three, four hours. It might be tough to, to kind of fill the time, maybe, if there's no sports going on to talk about. <laughs> I mean, how many conversations about Tom Brady's landing spot are you going to have? Batter your head against that wall every single day. Hey, let's do the Chargers today. Uh, but no, I, I think that uh, the movie bracket is going to be even more powerful now because it is going to be relevant because each and every day you can be watching one of these these old-time movies. And I will tell you right now, this is going to come as a surprise to some, most of the movies, almost all of the movies are going to be movies you've seen before, but there are going to be a couple. Maybe one in each bracket that maybe is not your go-to. It is my go-to, but it may be not your go-to. And it might be surprising to some, hey, this te- this this movie didn't make it, but your movie did. Well, this might be your opportunity to catch up on a couple of these things. So we'll have that to look forward to as well. one 800 espn one 800 So last night, Adam Silver was on TNT, and uh, we talked about uh, Donovan Mitchell. He's been diagnosed with the uh, coronavirus, it turns out now that Charles Barkley is self-quarantining himself after not feeling well. I believe he has been tested, but he does not know the results as of yet. So uh, that's a, a development from last night. But Adam Silver was on with the guys on TNT and was discussing, first off, let's play the timetable for the league's suspension. Oh, no, excuse me. Why did you use the word suspension Instead of saying canceled, here is NBA Commissioner Adam Silver. The thought process, first of all, I mean, this was a split second decision. So that that was the word I chose in the moment, Um, maybe a better word that could have been used. But I I, I also felt the same time that given unlike, you know, the final four, which is the month of March, as you guys well know, our season, you know, goes well into June. And I was also thinking at the time and, and I had talked to. Our television partners, the folks at Turner, you know, and, and ESPN about ABC about possible contingencies. We recognized that there, was, there was a chance we might be stopping the season. And I think everybody, especially in a crisis like this, indicated absolute willingness to work together again. And, and we had already met yesterday with the Players Association as well before we knew anything about a positive test. So, so my thinking, Shaq, was, you know, even if we're out for a month, even if we're out for six weeks, we could still restart the season. You know, it might mean that then the finals take place in, in July, you know, late July. Just my feeling was it was it was it was way premature to suggest that we had lost the season. It's uh, and and again, I you know, it's it may seem odd at the same moment that we're saying for health reasons, we need to take a break to talk about restarting it. And that the notion of at least 30 days was just to try to give people some guidance. I mean, it, it, I, I'll say one thing. It, it's remarkable to be here talking to you guys tonight about this hiatus when it was only yesterday that the that first the NCAA made that decision to play without fans which seemed you know and was unprecedented was a uh, unprecedented was a historic decision and we were having the same discussion to be jumping here one day later and I think it only makes the point that on 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 this issue and all the things we've all dealt with for so many years, you know, you could say, well, it changes day by day. This literally changes hour by hour in terms of what we know. So it was really a moment for us to step back, take a breath, ensure that everyone in the NBA community was safe, 
and healthy and doing everything they needed to do to care for their for families and then let, then give us some time to deliberate and figure out if there's a way that we can resume playing at some point. He's going to try to make it. 5.9 left. Takes a dribble. Puts it up. Left it short. Full tap down into the backcourt. Four seconds. Virginia tracks it down. Two seconds. Up ahead. Diakite for the win. He got it. inspiring at all, Brian. That's the tournament from last year. That's what we're missing. We miss but stuff it, like that. That's not inspiring at all. That's depressing. It's your moment of de- depression for this Friday morning. I guess is all we got, right? I mean, was there any movies that came out? Can we go to Goodfellas? Was there a Goodfellas premiere? We, we've run that. <laughs> it was always before. good to be a gangster. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's depressing. That's sad. I mean, it makes you, it makes you sad. Hearing it, right? Like, you you know that you're missing it already, and then you hear last year, Brian coming in, hitting us all over the head with a hammer there, crushing us. Moment of inspiration for this Friday morning. Who's pumped up? Anybody? Anybody? 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776, or poll question up for today about uh, what you're going to spend your time most, what you're looking forward well, not looking forward to, but what you will uh, use the most to fill the time now that sports is off the table. And think about how productive we can now be if we chose to be that way, right? You could read books. You could learn an instrument. We won't do any of those things. So our four options are binge watch TVs and movies, watch old games, spend time with family, or D, video games. Now, look, we'll still focus on sports primarily on the show. But if there's no – the draft is going to be a bigger focus now, right? Because that's something that is at least right now still on the calendar. And out of all the things – it really doesn't require as many people to be all in one place. I'm sure that they could probably hold the draft just from teams' war rooms and call into a central hub, and, and I don't know how you'd broadcast it. I'm sure it would cause some, some difficulties and some challenges. But I would think that you would still be able to do that, so that will be a bigger focus. We'll figure it out as we go along, but it's kind of hard to say exactly right now, considering how fast this story has changed. But I did want to play you a couple of other uh, cuts last night on TNT, Adam Silver, on the possibility that the NBA season will be canceled, won't continue. Of course it's possible. I, I mean, I, I just don't know more at this point. I mean, there's another factor which, and may, that may go to the seasonality of this virus. Again, you know, I've talked to a lot of experts, it's a little clear. Some have a theory that as... It's just as with the common flu, as the season, as the as the weather changes, um, we may see it begin to peter out a little bit. I mean, again, uh, we don't know. So, you know, at, at this point, we're just we're just waiting. You know, we, one of the things we want to do during this hiatus, and this is one of the things I had a meeting um, with our general managers and team presidents late this afternoon by conference call to talk about how are we going to use this time, um, decisions as to whether the players will stay in market. I can, understandably, some of the players um, play in, you may play in a market, but their families may live in another city. Will they be rejoining their families? What's the best way to keep them them safe? Um, you know, what what's the best way to keep them in shape? You know, all those things are still on the table because this has happened so quickly. All right, so there's Adam Silver from TNT last night. Here's Jeff Passan on the Major League Baseball players' reaction to this, and I think it's kind of similar 
to what my reaction would be. Here's uh, Jeff Passan. I think the players, by and large, are happy that this has happened. You know, uh, one player walked by earlier saying, you know, I just want to play games. I just want to play baseball. But he recognizes that's not possible at this point, not just because Major League Baseball came and said that they are suspending spring training games and are pushing back opening day, but because it would be the wrong thing to do right now. And I think David Price put it best earlier when we were talking about the possibility a few hours ago of baseball suspending games. He said, it's got to happen. I've got two kids. And that's a sentiment, I think, that's shared throughout the sport, and that's going to continue to resonate in the coming days as the story unfolds. All right, so there's Jeff Passon, 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number, 1-800-919-3776. Let's get some calls in on this one uh, as uh, we go out to the phones. We go out to, uh, was it, Stephen and Cedar Grove. Stephen, what's going on, my man? Hey, long time, no talk. How are you? I'm good, man. What's going on? I suggested to, to the producer if you were able to have a fifth uh, choice um, on the poll question would be uh, nine, ten months from now, there's probably a lot more babies being born. Well, and, look, uh, I mean, depending uh, on how you view it, I would think that that would filter into more family time, right? Like that, obviously, it's not going to be binge-watching movies, uh, but if you're looking to uh, go that way, like a new baby boom, I think uh, one of the guys on Shark Tank actually floated that as an idea, which certainly seem, it doesn't really seem like it's all that crazy to think that, yeah, I mean, in, in you know another nine, ten months, and who knows how long this goes on, maybe in the next year, there's going to be a lot more kids running around. And um, uh, uh, one other thing I was going to forgot. Oh, and right now, if you're having a baby in the hospital, no family's getting in. That, that's that's a pretty uh, yeah. that's pretty sad. Only the parents. Yeah, I mean, look, it, it, I always tell my kids anytime that there is an unfortunate circumstance that comes up, it's about let's make a memory. Right. Let, let's make this as memorable that you'll never forget. And, and look, it is unfortunate if you're having uh, a baby. It's got to be a very scary time, especially if it's your first one. You've never been through it before. But it's all part of what's going to make your story memorable when you tell it to others. And it's about making the best of bad situations sometimes. So make a memory. And uh, this is certainly going to be a memorable time. <laughs> Whoever said, may you live in interesting times, boy, I don't know if, if he had this in mind. Let's go out to uh, Lewis's in Whippany. Lewis, what's going on? Hey, how you doing, Gordon? I'm good. <clears throat> I, 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 well, first off, let me ask you a question. How are you dealing with the XFL being canceled there, buddy? That can't be uh, too good for God, you. You're just, <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm the just disappointed. Is, I, right. I, I, I'm, I'm disappointed. It sucks. Like, the league was actually, my opinion was working. I was watching it every week, every game. The atmosphere, like I was just telling Brian, the atmosphere felt like a soccer game. People were actually like interacting with the players. The, the 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 fans were actually doing things in the stands. It wasn't just like a, a football game where like people were just standing up to cheer and that's it. Like the fans were actually, you know, making giant beer snakes, like actually coming in in costumes right. and like it felt like a soccer part, atmosphere. Part of the they were part of the atmosphere, absolutely. Yes, exactly. And listen, man, I, I hope the US women's soccer team wins this lawsuit against the US Soccer Federation because of the dumbest thing that any man can ever do, literally tell a woman that they're better than them just because they're men. You could have literally gone every single other route, statistically showing, hey, we have more viewers, more revenue, that's where the men get paid right. more. No, you choose to go the dumbest possible way and say that the men are just better than the women, physiologically, even if it's true. That's not the point. You don't say stupid <laughs> things like that. Right. No, listen, no that, that listen, should not be it, part of your argument. And you would listen, think, I don't know how many people had a, an involvement in, in, in coming up with their strategy. You would have thought that someone somewhere would have said, you know what, I, when making the I argument, can, maybe leave that one out. I can guarantee you 
if there was any women being involved in making up the argument for the U.S. Soccer Federation, they should be ashamed of themselves for even allowing that to be, be part of it. And also, for the people that don't understand how this thing works, man, the reason why the common flu and other viruses don't ever, ever go eradicated because people don't, they don't, they don't respect each other's boundaries, man. I have people coming out to me and you tell them, hey, like, I'm, I'm kind of keeping people away from me for right now for the time being. And they're like, oh, it's fine, man. It's not a big deal. Of course it is, man. I have kids at home. Yeah. If I can deal with it, that's fine. I don't want my kids to get sick. And every, anyone who has kids and is taking, is not taking this seriously, shame on you, man. That's the yeah. reason why stuff like this spreads out like wildfire. I, you know what, bro, Lewis, I, I got to be honest. I feel like, now look, maybe we were slow to the party. Maybe we were slow to, to, to recognize it. And I, I consider myself part of that. I think everybody's kind of had their coming to moment Jesus, uh, coming to Jesus moment at this point. You know what I mean? Like everybody, especially people with kids, you realize now there's always going to be people that are, are going to not follow the trend or not follow the advice. And, and hopefully most of those people, you know, the world kind of works out for them. Uh, it seems like, and, and it never ends up, they get the, the ramifications of their actions. But I think that most people have had their, their moment where it's like, you know what? This is not some joke. This is not some little thing that we can kind of discount anymore. We got to have to, even if it does turn out to be in hindsight, you know what? We overreacted. It's better to be safe than sorry. 1-800-919-ESPN is the phone number coming up. The Rudy Gobert portion of this. On SportsCenter last night, Scott Van Pelt had on Adrian Wojnarowski. And yesterday you find out that Donovan Mitchell also has now been tested positive for this. And what's going to be the fallout from Rudy Gobert's action? Now, he put out an announcement yesterday to apologize. They didn't realize what was going on at the time. But is that going to be enough to kind of smooth over things with the Utah Jazz, especially now it's only been one player in the Jazz that has also tested positive, but that doesn't mean that they won't test positive two, three, four days from now. Our poll question, which is up for today on Twitter, at Gordon Damer, is about what are you going to – now that sports has basically been called off, what are you going to use the most to fill your leisure time? And we gave you four options. We try to keep them you know, on the level and clean. Binge watch TV shows and movies. That's number one. And, and so far, running away with the poll question, which makes me feel good about the rewatchable movies bracket. Number two, watch old games. Right, you don't have any current sports to watch, so go back and watch some some great old games. That's certainly available. C, spend time with family, which is not really going to be up to you. You're going to have to do that anyway. But I'm talking about willingly, like making plans as a family to do stuff. Or D, video games, and at least so far, video games is beating family. So there you go. It shows you where our our audience's focus is. And I will say this: now it was not supposed to pop up. I've seen other people bring this up, and it's. Absolutely true. When you're talking about binge-watching movies and TV shows, there is a documentary series, which ESPN, they, they had the, the trailer for it back in, I think it was around Christmas time. And it's this, I think it's like a 10-part series. Maybe it's not, yeah, 10-part series titled The Last Dance. And it looks at the Chicago Bulls dynasty with Jordan and Pippen and, and Rodman in later years, Horace Grant. And they basically interview everybody involved. I don't know if the documentary is already finished and they were just simply waiting for a time to, you know, June. I think they were going to do it originally. 
because the, the NBA season would be would be done, and then you go right into this, and you'd have the best audience. If it's done, now's the time. Get it out there. You know, ne- if, perfect if, time to put it out. Every if the next, I don't know, maybe two weeks is too much to be doing it every single night, but to to be focusing on it right now because we don't know how long this is going to last, but we need stuff in the meantime. That would seem to be able to uh, pump up that audience even more so than uh, some of the other options that we gave you. And that would certainly be binge-watch some TV. Now, it wouldn't be binge-watching because you'd have to wait for all the – they're not going to make all the episodes available at one time. But still, it would kind of focus in on uh, on that one. And I guess that would kind of focus in on old game. Yeah, I guess old games too, right? So uh, you can vote on the poll questions up on Twitter at Gordon Dammer. There was one interesting aspect. Now, yesterday we get the news that Donovan Mitchell has also been – has also tested positive for coronavirus – and Rudy Gobert came out with his apology yesterday about not realizing the severity of, of the situation at the time. You saw the video of him touching all the the um, the equipment of the reporters and people have had different takes on why he did that. It was actually in like solidarity and all, and all right, whatever. But Adrian Wojnarowski talking to Scott Van Pelt last night on SportsCenter had a very interesting tidbit that jazz players – are actually kind of ticked off at Rudy Gobert for the way he handled this. Here's Woj. The, the Jazz are fortunate that they don't have to get back together and start playing games again right now. There is a lot of work to do to repair relationships, not between, not just between Donovan Mitchell, Rudy Gobert, but others in the locker room. There's a lot of frustration uh, with Gobert. He certainly was apologetic today, but this is going to test. They've got great leadership in Utah. Dennis Lindsay, Justin Zanuck, Quinn Snyder, their coach, and in that locker room, mm-hmm. it's going to be a test for all of them to get this team back on track if and when they return to playing this season. Yeah, obviously not the most pressing thing right at this moment because the season, as we heard earlier from uh, Adam Silver, it's going to be at least a month. And you would think that even when that month is up, it's again, it's not going to be like you get the all clear and everybody right back to normal. It's going to take a while. It's going to be a process to ramp everything back up. But so not the most pressing thing in the moment. But you wonder what that really like if it if it turns out that more guys and nobody else has so far on the jazz. But that doesn't mean that they won't down the road. If three or four more guys end up testing positive for this thing and now are in harm's way as a result of Rudy Gobert's, you know, reckless, maybe not will, not not knowingly, but reckless actions, you wonder how that will affect his time and is it possible that he could be moved somewhere down the road as a result of this? We don't know what the ramifications of the story are, but that's just one of them. All right, let's go back to the phones. 1-800-919-ESPN, 1-800-919-3776. And Sal is in Aberdeen. Sal, what's going on, man? Hey, what's up, Gordon? Uh, I'm going to watch some movies. I was telling Brian uh, I'm going to watch uh, Ken Burns' Baseball all over again. And Netflix has a great thing on uh, the Vietnam uh, Oh, the, the Ken Burns one? Yeah. That yeah, is I fantastic. That. Yeah, I started watching that the other night. My son told me about it, so I'm going to watch that. And you know what kills me also? I'm, well, I'm an American Idol guy. I'll watch that. And if you want to watch something stupid, watch 90 Day Fiancé. But, uh, what was the was last one? Old... 90 Days Beyonce? Yeah. Oh, 90 Days crazy. Fiance. Fiance. Yeah, I thought like... you said 90 Days Beyonce. I thought you were making no. people into Beyonce in 90 days. I think it's going to take longer no. than that. If you want to say how stupid people are, watch that. <laughs> um, also, where are all these guys who predict the future? This is one of the most biggest catastrophes in the last, like, 100 years. 
and no one's claiming that they've predicted or have anything that, you know, they, they always come out with this other nonsense, but this is one of the biggest catastrophes ever, and you're going to tell me no one has, none of these guys said, oh, I predicted this was going to happen. Uh, you, you'll you'll get that eventually, I'm sure, the, 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 the crackpots. They're all full of, right. Yeah, no, of course, but, yeah. They're all full of crap, though. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. No, I mean, uh, you'll get that. I don't think that many people are focusing on that right now because they got bigger things yeah. to worry about. But, you know, there's yeah. still so much uncertainty about the situation, right? Like, so I'm yeah. assuming that if you are one of those con men who says, well, you know, I can predict a few, you know, I'm Nostradamus or whatnot, that you're going right, to have to right. wait for, for a few more details. And then when you have the details, you can go back and say, well, you know, this is what I was alluding to. This is what I saw. You know, it's all a parlor trick. Yeah, I'm like you. Uh, I'm a recluse, so I'm, I'm not really. I have a small family. My kids are all out of the house, just me and my wife. So, you know, I'm, I'll hunker down, and I'm over sixty, so I'm in that bracket. I got to be hey, careful. I had be a heart attack in May. Absolutely, so. <laughs> man. Be careful. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like if you're in that. You know, we were talking earlier about the positive aspects of this, and according to all the health experts. You know, it's important to keep in mind that 80 percent of the cases, even the people that do test positive, 80 percent are considered mild. So it's not like, hey, you get it. Everyone has to go to the hospital. That's not the case. So it's important to kind of keep things in perspective. Now, that's not to say it's not serious. It is absolutely serious. You should be taking it seriously. But it, do, it is important to keep in mind that for most of us, if you don't have some other underlying health condition, that 80% of the cases do turn out to be mild. So, But if you are in that age range, if you do have some underlying health issues, absolutely take every precaution. Be overly cautious, I would say. Because you would, I mean, wouldn't you rather be safe than sorry? Now, look, I, I'm one of these people that I'm with you. Most times that there's something being hyped up or being uh, talked about, you know, I try to keep things in perspective. But this is the one time where I feel like, you know what, you'd rather be safe than sorry. You don't want to live with regrets and taking unnecessary chances. It's not like it's an it's a situation where we don't know how what is necessary to do your part. You know what's necessary to do your part. Don't get involved in large gatherings. Wash your hands as much as humanly possible and uh, be careful. And don't have anything where you're going out into large crowds because that's how it's going to be transmitted. So uh, we will be back tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. Poll question is up for today. And it is about what you're going to spend your time doing the most. But we will be back tomorrow starting at 7 a.m. I'm sure hopefully there's not, you know, you want some developments in the positive, but hopefully there's not too many developments today because the last couple of days there's been lots of developments and not many of them have been good. So we'll see if we can get through a nice, normal 24 hours where things don't uh, go sideways. Let's hope so, right? All right, we'll see you tomorrow at 7. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN.